Hi, this is James Devine, and I am an educator who has come out of the trenches. Listen in as my friend and colleague Dana Goodyear shares stories and tips from other educators who have come out of the trenches. Welcome to the Out of the Trenches podcast. This is Dana Goodyear. Thanks for listening. My next guest is Kaylee Carrillo. She has um, been featured on Fox News for her positive behavior strategies, and she's a host of the Pre-K Teacher Family Podcast. Her course, The Calm Classroom, has helped teachers around the world reduce misbehavior by strengthening relationships. Welcome to the podcast, Kaylee. Thank you, Dana. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm glad you reached out um, because I have not had a lot of people who work a lot with the pre-K crowd on my podcast, and I know some listeners uh, work with the younger kiddos, and as uh, somebody who has not taught those levels, I'm interested in hearing what you can share uh, for the listeners, but we'll start off with the question I ask everybody at the beginning. Tell me about a time when you were in the trenches and managed to crawl out. Okay, so I wanted to be a teacher my whole life. I... Um, you know, pretended to be a teacher in my basement growing up and pretended to be every teacher that I had as I moved through school. And then I graduated college, moved to Denver from Ohio mm-hmm. and got my first job in Denver public schools. And okay, I'm officially a teacher. Here we go. And it just, it wasn't what I thought it was because mm-hmm. I had trouble creating the classroom environment that I wanted because I didn't know how to get the students to behave basically. And so, I mean, I felt like I was seeing all kinds of behaviors that no courses had prepared me for and Mm -hmm. that, you know, that they would come and observe me and they would leave and I would try to look for help to get control of these behaviors and it just nobody offered much support in that area it just seemed you know everybody's busy and they're all doing their own things too but it just especially with preschool it's like you you're the first experience that students have with school so yeah, yeah. it's it's an exciting time and it can be so great if you can figure out how to get them to listen. And if you could figure out how to get them to be nice to each other and how to follow, you know, uh, follow the directions and just the most basic things. I just felt like, why can't I make this classroom that I've been dreaming about my whole life? What, what am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it, I just, I started to try things on my own. Like I became obsessed with figuring out how to talk so that kids will listen because mm-hmm. I would, I tried to Google it and you don't, I couldn't figure out any specific things to take back to my classroom and try. So that was frustrating. And I hated just feeling tense and on edge all the time mm-hmm. because I didn't know how to react to things that they were doing. So, you know, I became obsessed with it and I spent seven years just trying things. And then if it would work, I would, you know, add it to my little tool belt and just kind of keep going. And then eventually I kind of became the person that people came to, to ask for help with behavior. So things had shifted and I had found some ways that work because, you know, there are things that you can do that are going to really 
fix all of those problems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You said you listened to some of the advice about don't smile until Christmas, right? Um, you know, be uh, strict and um, yeah. scare them into compliance. And that didn't work, right? So much of that is frustrating because, and even now, you know, with teachers, they say, the advice that I'm getting is to, you know, be firm and, you know, really establish yourself as the leader. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that didn't work. Like, I'm like, when, when you sit, when I try to like be firm and they laugh at me, it, it just never, that never felt right in my heart. And that never worked for me. So I'm like, well, okay. You know, you, you hear that from a lot of people to kind of establish yourself as a teacher and, and that wasn't working. So it's really hard when you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to say this really firmly and they just laugh and you're like, no, now what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. And um, also you can have situations where there's a really disruptive student, especially at that age coming in. I mean, they could be at any age, Um, maybe sometimes a dangerous student who, you know, uh, might start punching on another kid or throwing uh, furniture. What do you do when you get that type of student in class? So it's so hard because bad behavior is so powerful. Like it can throw off everything. It can throw off the whole day. It can can put a halt to everything that you want to do as a teacher. So what I found was that everything starts with your relationship with the child. So you can't come in and start correcting anything until you have first connected with them. So if you're going to, so a lot of times, kids come in and they're labeled as a troublemaker and you know it's like they get in this cycle of the same thing happens the adults react the same way you know they start to miss out on things they start to lose privileges and the thing is that all kids need a purpose so Mm -hmm. once you start taking that stuff away even you know even if you have good intentions and you're just trying to make it work like when kids misbehave, we start to take things away from them and Mm -hmm. we need to like that cycle will just continue on where like, what do they even want to come to school for? We're we're not giving them anything to look forward to. And and that's something that's really important for kids to have Mm -hmm. their, their purpose and their place in the classroom. You know, the two things that students want the most are belonging and Mm -hmm. significance. So they need to feel like they belong and feel like they have their role and they need to feel like they are an important part of the group. Mm-hmm. And once tough behaviors happen, you kind of jump towards, okay, I need to get control of this. I need to like limit, you know, you, you don't want to give them special materials or things that they'll destroy and it, and it gets hard, but what you need to do is flip all of that around and stop that cycle. You need Mm -hmm. to be the one that comes in and says, Hey, first I'm going to connect with you by very simply just asking them questions. Like what, what's your favorite color, you know, talking to them about different things than what they've heard from you over and over of don't sit down or, you know, don't sit there. Stop doing that. Come over here. Hold my hand. Now it's like, Oh, this teacher's asking me, you know, different questions where, getting to know each other in a different way. And you kind Mm of use that genuine interest in the beginning to show them that you care more about who they are and how they feel Mm -hmm. than you do about, you know, their big disruptive behaviors. Like we're looking past those because 
what's most important is to make it clear to them that like you matter and the way that you feel matters. And I'm here to help you to be mm-hmm. your best. Like yeah. I'm on your team. I'm not working against you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's hard to make that shift. But once you do, the child will respond so differently to you because you're treating them differently than anyone has up to that point. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I think it's all about like making sure that they know that you are coming from a different angle, like you said, than what you're used to um, and just getting compliance, right? It's actually making sure um, they know that you care about like, what their favorite, you know, toys yes, or yes. those types of things. And right? you notice like, oh, I got, you got new shoes. Hey, that's, you know, they go like, oh, because it's it, like almost sounds too simple. But when yeah. you have a kid that's only felt like a burden, who mm-hmm. has never felt like they're the ones that's, that's good at something or, you know, and then I take their little compliments and like, you know, little noticings. And then I turn that into eventually asking them to help me with a special job. So I go to yeah. them and I say, Hey, I need your help with something. I noticed that you were really strong. Could you help me carry something heavy? Yeah. And they kind of go like, Hmm, you know, it went from this child thinking like, I'm not good. No one lets me do anything. No one needs me to like, Oh, I'm strong. I'm helpful. My teacher needs me. This is yeah. a very big shift for them. You know, when they wake up in the morning and they think about coming to school, when they think about their teacher has something that they need my help with, it really. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. Changes the way that they feel, and that is what will change their behavior. Mm-hmm. ultimately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like um, they might not be getting that at home if they have a lot of siblings or, you know, a parent who's rushed getting them out the door. Right. So yeah. Even if you have a class of 25 kids, it's really showing those kids who can be the problem behaviors that you need them. Um, you respect like what they're good at. Right. Like you said, um, totally. Yeah. It doesn't matter what job you're asking them to do, find anything that they, that you can point out about them and say, Hey, I need you to help me with this. And they go, mm-hmm. me, are you sure you need me? And it's like, yeah, I need you. And mm-hmm. they're like, no one's, no one's need me for. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it changes the way that they feel. And, and yeah, it's just, it, it, it seems so often that they come from the same cycle of it's like they only get the same responses from the adult and it's like they just get stuck in this habit of being a certain thing. And when you can kind of throw that curveball, you can kind of get them to, to go, hmm, this is different. Mm-hmm. You know, no, nobody usually talks about what I'm good at. Nobody usually lets me do something that's important. Sure. It's like those are kids that I look for to become a leader. Like they're being a leader in the wrong way. And we just have to channel what they're doing and, and set them up to step up as a leader in the right way, because you'll see that they, when you set them up the right way, they can be truly like taking your worst behaved child and make them into an example for positive, like make them into one of your best kids. Mm -hmm. If you can work on that relationship and get them to change the way that they're thinking by, you know, proving them that I, I'm glad that you're here. And I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm your teacher and 
we're going to do great things together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of teachers, uh, even if they're uh, veteran teachers that sometimes have that worst kid, right. That really just tries to, you know, disrupt things yes. or is always talking and, how can that worst child become your favorite child? Um, even if the classroom seems out of control um, at the time listeners are listening to this episode. So once you can make that little shift and show them that you're on their team and that you're not working against them, then they're going to start to respond to you differently because mm-hmm. you're treating them differently. Yeah. So once you start to change the way that you're framing the way that you're talking to them. And you say, Hey, you know, you're good at a lot of things. And I have a lot yeah. of things that I need your help with. Show me that you can do this. Yeah. They will step up because they feel like, Oh, they're supporting me. They're not pointing out what I'm doing wrong. They're not correcting me all day long. They're not making an example of me, you know, doing things wrong because the whole class feels it. It, you know, that child feels it. The teach feels it. It's just kind of tense. Mm-hmm. And when they start to misbehave, it's like, this distance will naturally come between you and that student. And it kind of, the whole class picks up on it and and their behavior. And there will just continue to be a distance that will grow in between the relationship of of that child and everyone else, Mm -hmm. unless you can stop that and, and, you know, reprogram Mm -hmm. that kid and yourself to realize all kids are good. I just have to, set this kid up to bring out the good qualities that are in there. Yeah. They're just hidden by whatever these negative qualities are that are because of lots of different things, Mm -hmm. but just go back to, I need to be on this kid's team and I need to, you know, prove to this kid and to everyone in the class that they're great and that they have good things to offer and to share with us. And, you know, we, we are so quick to kind of stick that label on kids like, Oh, that was a mean thing to do. And instead of checking ourselves on, even if a kid does something that we think might be mean, we mm-hmm. need to remember like the kid is good. Yeah. Their actions are separate from who they are. So we're literally there to show them, Hey, yeah. that wasn't a nice way to do that, but you're a nice kid. So let's try something else. And help because kids will become mm-hmm. what we say they are. Yeah. So as soon as you smack a label and go, that was really mean, that kid's mean or whatever it might be, they start to internalize that and they start to kind of, I'm the mean kid and they become whatever it is that we're saying that they are. And we need to notice that and realize the power behind that and go, Hey, that wasn't a good choice, but you are a good kid. Yeah, And and we're going to do this, right? Because I care about you. Like Mm -hmm. I'm here. I I don't think you're bad because you didn't do what I wanted you to do there. Like, let we're going to try this again because I'm here for you. And I know that you can do it right. And when you say that, they start to go, it's weird, you know, like she thinks I can do it right. Maybe, maybe I should try a little more to do, you know, like they come from a place where they can change because you're not doing it in a negative way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's just a reframing mindset and also um, feeding the kid, I would say those positive, um, just a positive, I would say praise the positive. um, It's, it's front loading, right? It's, it's front loading with um, things that you see that are positive in them. 
rather than what they're used to th- hearing from um, other adults. So, yeah. Yep. And you say you have a K2 online course um, that has de- de-escalation strategies. So talk a little bit about some trainings that you do and what you yeah, so people they're looking for de-escalation. Totally. So for my online course, um, it's just, you know, it's about like the bigger that the behaviors are, yeah. the more that child needs connection. So yeah. I try to tell teachers, don't lose hope. We can give them what they need to get the misbehavior out of the way. So like, and it's, it's, my course is 19 strategies that I feel like no one is teaching. Like I yeah. couldn't find it on Google. I couldn't find it from anyone in the building. And I want to say that you don't have to be mean and scary to have mm-hmm. the best behaved kid in the school. Like I can show you the nice way to do it. So the course is six hours long. If you were to sit down and do it from start to finish, and there's a certificate at the end for professional development credit, but there's 19 strategies that I'll give you that, are just like the tried and true proven things that are going to work for you. And they're going to help you shift everything to like bring your kids together and Mm -hmm. to have them want to be helpful and want to make good choices and want to work hard and, and do their best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just all about, yeah, framing it. And then a lot of it is mindset and sort of getting yourself to think the right ways but it's also hard to just have a positive mindset when you don't have the strategy because you're like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to come in every day and be happy and cheery. But it's like you're missing that piece where we need to know how to say things to make kids follow the directions. Like it's mm-hmm. just if you say this, they're going to do this. Yeah. And kind of just unlocking some of those secret codes that that will transform what happens in your classroom and It'll get your kids to start like, oh, oh, we're we're together on this. It's not yeah. like you're the one that either takes things away or gives them or, you know, it's like we're all working together to be even better than we ever thought that we could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think also just uh, the teachers when they're um, they've tried, like you said, a lot of things, um, they might be working in an environment that's not um you know, the positive work environment, right? Yes. And I think, like you said, you have strategies that can help um, yeah. whether or not they're in a school that's like positive, right? They can keep yes. the classroom, that nucleus in their classroom positive. Yes. Yes. Close your door. And because I think, you know, we start to feel like, well, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. Maybe I'm not a good teacher, but I, I am like shouting from the rooftops that I don't want teachers to feel like it's their fault or that, mm-hmm. Cause I just like, nobody's teaching us this. Nobody's sure. preparing us and, and behaviors have gotten even, even more intense. And that's hard. That throws off. Yeah. Every- so don't, it's not your fault and you need to get a few strategies that will help you to see that you're a good teacher. You always have been, mm-hmm. but these behaviors are very powerful and they can, you know, ruin everything. And, and so once we can get those out of the way, you'll be able to remember why you became a teacher and you'll be able to have these positive moments with your kids. I feel like my whole first year of teaching, I was like, I don't hate these kids, but like, I, this doesn't feel good. And that is a terrible feeling to be like, I, I can't even really get to know my kids and get to enjoy what I've thought I wanted to do my whole life Mm -hmm. because 
they're doing things that I don't know how to respond to and just getting some very simple, like it's not complicated stuff. It's Mm -hmm. very simple, very concrete tools, like very easy steps, like say this, do this. Mm -hmm. And because a lot of times teachers will say, well, my school uses conscious discipline or my school uses this sort of framework. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's great. My stuff goes along perfectly with that. But what was missing for them usually is the action steps of like, what do I say when the kid is throwing the chair or like, how Mm -hmm. do I respond when these intense things are happening? Because my body is, you know, it it elevates us like, you know, we're having a response to a threat and we need to figure out how to start responding to those so that it can become natural and that we can just get to this place where we know how to respond to all the little things that kids are trying on us all day mm-hmm. and and we can diffuse them just to keep things moving forward in a positive way that feels good to every kid and to us like it's important how we feel yeah leaving every day and like being on the verge of tears and wondering how to get that kid to stop doing that behavior you know that's that's that will wear on teachers and that it, mm-hmm. that you can't keep teaching year after year. If you have that heavy weight, that's just, like, I, I'm not figuring this out. I'm not doing this right. And I just want to say, I, I can help with those things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, you've learned from um, figuring it out yourself, right? Cause nobody was teaching you that. And um, it wasn't was taught in college. I was looking, I was asking everybody, <laughs> yeah. I would sit down at every training and go, Hey, uh, I got a kid that's doing this. Does anybody have any ideas? And they're like, Oh, that's crazy. I don't know. No, I don't have any ideas for you. And I'm like, man, I was looking everywhere mm-hmm. and wasn't finding those answers. So now, you know, every teacher that I get to talk to, I'm so excited to say, Hey, I have something you should try, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's so lonely to feel like you don't know what to do. And, you know, like, why aren't my kids being nice to each other? Well, yeah. it, that stuff just eats at you day after day. Mm-hmm. And you need to flip that so that you can feel the joy that comes from watching your kids be nice to each other and watching mm-hmm. your kids want to make good choices. Like there's just, you deserve to, have, to feel good and to feel like a good teacher, even if behaviors are happening that are, you know, making you throw your hands up in the air. Because I just think, Teachers in general don't want to ask for help and don't, you know, we have the answers. It's fine. We're fine. It's, I'm like, just don't be afraid to look for help because I'm here to help you. And there's no shame in this game. And I, I just truly want to help teachers to feel better because I, I do think that in building, usually it's everybody's busy with their own things and it's not something that everybody's not offering solutions and yeah. wanting to sit down and talk because everybody's too busy with what they're doing too. And, and a lot of people don't even know what to do when these things yeah. happen. So um, it just kind of gets to a point where it weighs on your heart too much and it, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. 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 Well, we've talked a lot about these uh, strategies that you have in your course, what you found out through um, just uh, trial and error and, um, you know, how people can um, really turn it around for the behaviors in their classroom. Out of everything, what's one thing you'd like listeners to remember? 
So I just, when it comes to misbehavior, no matter what you're seeing, if you've got problems, you have to go back and work on the relationships. Yeah. You, the way that you talk to the kid matters, the way that the child feels matters. And once you can get your target right and like aim to connect with the child Mm -hmm. before you correcting them, that's where you're going to see the magic happen. So you can't overpower them. You can't force them. You you have to just remember that it's all about that connection. And once you've connected in the right way, yeah, that's how you're going to get their behavior change. Yeah. Yeah. Where can people uh, find you online and um, access your course? So if the Calm Classroom Calm classroom framework that I was just talking about makes sense to you. And you would like to make some of these shifts in your classroom with me mm-hmm. as your guide. I would love to invite you to learn more. So the 19 strategies to help you put an end to the misbehavior in your classroom. There's a link in the show notes that will take you to my website, mm-hmm. triedandtrueteacher.com, where they can learn more, of course. And Dana, as a thanks to you, um, I'm going to have a promo code for your audience mm-hmm. to get 15% off if they want to sign up for the course. So the code is just Dana and my course is for early childhood, preschool, kindergarten, maybe up to first. Mm -hmm. But if you're in the older grades and you would still like to learn more about mindset, or if you're just not ready to sign up for the course yet, you should also join my email list because Mm -hmm. I'll send you tips and strategies. And best of all, I'll get to talk with you. So you can hit reply to any of my emails and we can chat about what you've got going on. So to join my email list, there's a link in the show notes and um, you can always visit my website, tridentrueteacher.com. Great, um, great. But yeah. Well, it Send was me a message on Instagram. I'm here. I'm here to help. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of places people can find you. I'll post those all in the show notes. Um, there's a link to your podcast as well. And um, yeah, it's been great hearing from you and hearing about your experience because I think, um, you know, sometimes we, we access these courses, whether they're in... Uh, colleges or PD courses, and the people teaching them haven't always been there, right? So you've been in there in the trenches, um, and you're sharing what has worked for you. So thank you so much for sharing your strategies on the Out of the Trenches podcast today. Thanks, Dana. My book, Out of the Trenches, Stories of Resilient Educators, has now been published. You can access it through Amazon, You can buy it at the Road to Awesome website, or you can get it through my website at danagoodier.com. Please leave a review, and you can also access it on Kindle. Check out the show notes on danagoodier.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. Tell your friends and colleagues about it, and if this episode resonates especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at Out of Trenches PC.